Live around the globe, it's time for your RM World Travel Connection with Rudy Maxa and Robert and Mary Carey on the SSI Radio Network. at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Visit us online at rmworldtravel.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at rmworldtravel. And now, welcome to America's number one travel radio show. Welcome aboard your RM World Travel Connection. Nice to have you tuned in for America's most widely syndicated radio travel show. Robert Mary Carey, Robert and Mary Carey, and I are very happy to have you here with us as we broadcast live on Saturday just after 10 in the morning Eastern Time. Uh, you know, we talk quite a bit about hotels here in the show, and I just got back from a week in Bangkok and a little one-night drop-in in Hong Kong where I was reminded of the incredible dedication to service that guests find at Asian hotels. Now, I know that the low cost of labor in that part of the world helps a hotel hire plenty of staff, but you can hire a lot of bad staff. In both Thailand and Hong Kong, guest needs are anticipated with, I mean, the right word is fervor, uh, fervor, rarely found uh, in the U.S., also rarely found in Europe, although, which is famous for its grand hotels. I was saying the Shangri-La Hotel, which is on Bangkok's Chao Phraya River, and uh, I spent two hours one afternoon at the pool, and guests were being constantly offered complimentary iced pi pineapple and watermelon. They're bringing around to your seats, bottles of water. There's some mild construction going on somewhere nearby. I mean, it wasn't that all disruptive. And, and uh, this cart filled with ice and water uh, went by with, uh, and they were offering free beer and soft drinks as an apology for the noise of the construction. I even watched a pool employee applying suntan lotion to the back of one man. I thought, <laughs> where, where would I see that happen? <laughs> I've always thought every American hotel exec ought to experience a stay in Asia and then pass along what they learned to their staff. So if you ever have the opportunity, if you haven't been to Asia and you haven't stayed, I'm not, these are not expensive hotels. This is, I mean, it's probably a four-star hotel, but it's $250 a night at most. Uh, it's a great place to experience wonderful hotel service. Good day to you, Mr. and Mrs. Carey. Well, good day to you Hello, as well, Rudy. Rudy. It's, good to, it's good to have you here. I appreciate that, and I'm glad you had a good time there. I think I would ask for some icy mango. That's where I'm going to go with that, I think. Oh, so. this mango this mango <laughs> smoothies on every, you know, it's That's exactly. Bangkok's it's, a big street food uh, world. Right. And so and, uh, you can't go 20 feet without finding something to eat and a lot of mango. No, no well, all right. Well, listen, on a separate note, for everyone listening out there, I was down in Texas this week for our show. We were spending some time with the executive management of American Airlines. And if you're headed to the Fort Worth area anytime soon, well, good news. Molly the Trolley, the vintage-looking trolley service offered in the city, it's free again. So they tried charging $2 fares, but that didn't work out, so now it is free. And something else in the travel world is on the way back. And momentarily, we're going to take you to California, uh, and I'll explain at that point what we're talking about. But, Mary, let's do a quick rundown, and then we're going to get to our guest, Rick Aldinger. All right, let's do it. In our latest Travel Leader interview, we will talk travel with the editor-in-chief of National Geographic Traveler, George Stone. Molly Ludwig of the U.S. State Department will discuss some of the latest travel scams. And then we'll take you to a town in Wisconsin to learn why they start celebrating St. Patty's Day on Monday and draw travelers from around the country. And towards the end of the hour, it's destination spotlight number 20, as today we focus on the big island of Hawaii. Love the big island of Hawaii. Uh, and also at the top of next hour, we're going to be welcoming a new station of the network and discussing our latest travel polls. But right now, we thought we, were gonna, we would check in with the beautiful Big Sur area of California and see how the region has rebounded from that crippling landslide that occurred last May 
and cut off much of the area and its tourism from other communities. And joining us right now on the line with an update is Rick Aldinger. He is the past chair of the Monterey County Convention and Visitor Bureau. So hello, Rick. Thanks for joining Mary, Rudy, and me today. How are you? Hi, Robert. I'm good. It's a, it's a pleasure to talk with you today. Well, we appreciate you getting up early to join us on the West Coast. So, Rick, you know, let's get right into this. You know, how are things rebounding in the Big Sur area? Would you say everything is returning to normal or what you would consider normal? And most importantly, you know, are you open for business for the travel season? Well, certainly, the, the, yeah, the most important thing is that the Big Sur is open. It's accessible. Uh, we are rebounding. Each day it gets a little bit better. Uh, access is good right now. That's great to hear. Rick, um, it's Mary. How are you? Uh, I'm, I'm so, great, thanks. Good. So we understand you're also uh, the GM of the Big Sur River Inn. And from what I understand, it's actually the first hotel and restaurant built on the banks of the river in Big Sur going way back to the 30s. Um, and you're up and running 100% from what I understand as well, right? That, that's correct. Okay. Uh, you know, the Big Sur is uh, totally accessible from the north, from, from Monterey and Carmel, uh, the one thing we still can't do is is drive through Big Sur uh, all the way down to Santa Barbara or Los Angeles. But uh, all of Big Sur is accessible from the north. Okay. How about Pfeiffer, Big Sur State Park, and the beach? State parks are open. Uh, they sustained quite a bit of damage over the last year and a half, uh, fires and floods. But uh, uh, staff, uh, trail workers have been working hard and uh Again, every day there's a little bit more available. There are several state parks in Big Sur. They are open at least to some extent. There's lots of hiking available. There is beach access available. Pfeiffer State Park is open. Uh, many trails are open there. Andrew Malera State Park, Garapada, and Julia Pfeiffer Burns are also open. Well, that, uh, th- those are certainly popular places. Do you find that people know it's open yet? Rick, or, or, or are you running a little below what you would normally be running occupancy-wise right now? Yes. You know, business is still down. Visitation is down, and uh, this is something we're, we're kind of used to. Is, uh, you know, when there's a, a natural disaster of any sort in Big Sur, it seems like the, the entire world hears about it and knows about it. And then as, as things return to normal and, and we are accessible and, and open back up. It seems like it's a little harder to get the message out. So, uh, you know, sure. we, we really appreciate this opportunity. Well, bad well, Rick, news I'm, always I'm, travels faster, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Rudy. Uh, true, Rick, true. I was going to say to you, from what I understand, the, you know, Highway 1, is it the projection later, the year, later in the year, is it September, October, when you think that that's going to be completed, that we'll be able to drive again, uh, that beautiful Highway 1 of California? Uh, that's that's pretty close. Uh, uh, so there's one remaining slide, and that is at the southern end of what we refer to as, as the Big Sur area. Uh, and it, that was a doozy, without a doubt. Uh, and Caltrans uh, continues to tell us uh, they're working very hard and making a lot of progress. Uh, they continue to tell us uh, they're looking at a, a target of late summer, yeah, okay. August, All right. uh, September to open up again. Well, Rick, listen, we appreciate the update. We'll stay in touch with you. Thanks for, as I said, getting up early on the West Coast. Uh, mm-hmm. And enjoy the weekend, okay? Thanks. You too. All right. appreciate that. So, I mean, Wow, you know, I didn't Mary know it take that long to fix that road, Robert. Yeah. I mean, but, Rudy, you, you would agree. I mean, that, that area, it, it is good news because oh. that area of California, oh. from Monterey to Carmel to Big Sur, oh. it's just such it's a great It's a national place. treasure. 
I think it's is. the uh, longest undeveloped coastline, scenic undeveloped coastline in the contiguous U.S. Well, it's one of the, you know, th that's it's where they be... film all those car commercials. You always see the cars yeah. going along the coast of right. the ocean there. That's that's all that area right up there. Beautiful area. I, I well. th that, and we get the Olala berry jelly that I like out there. Yeah. That's good. Well, it's jam, good so. to see that yeah. they are up and running and resilient. It is. Nice to have you all with us tuned into uh, the Travel Trio today. Segment two is up next. National Geographic uh, Traveler's Editor George Stone is here for the latest installment of our Chief Travel Leader series. Stay with us. To join Rudy, Robert, and Mary, call 800-387-8025 or follow us on Facebook and Twitter at RM World Travel. We're coming right back. Whether you're looking to buy new luggage, give it as a gift, or replace what you're using because you know it's not the best, get Travel Pro, as it's what we all use when we travel. Travel Pro is the choice of flight crews and in-the-know frequent travelers. They've transformed travel since creating the original rollerboard wheeled luggage, and they stand behind their products with lifetime warranties. You'll find Travel Pro at Macy's, Amazon, eBags.com, and top luggage specialty retailers, or check out TravelPro.com to shop their online outlet. There's also a link at rmworldtravel.com under sponsors. If you struggle with sleep problems, you're going to want to check out MyPillow. MyPillow is designed to give you the exact support you need regardless of your sleep position. It has a patented fill. It's made in the USA. They offer a 10-year warranty with a 60-day money-back guarantee, and you can even wash it and dry it. Right now, they've got a great deal. Get 50% off two MyPillow premium pillows. To go anywhere, MyPillow's perfect for travel. To get in on this special four-pack deal, go to MyPillow.com, click on radio listeners, enter code RM, or visit rmworldtravel.com under sponsors. If you shop online without the best coupons, you might as well be saying no to extra cash in your pocket. Fortunately, there's Honey, a free browser extension that helps you get the best price on everything online. Honey scans and tests millions of coupon codes from around the web and automatically applies the best one to your order. It's so easy, Time Magazine calls Honey basically free money. Take two seconds to add Honey to your browser and never miss out on free money again. Get Honey free at joinhoney.com rm or visit rmworldtravel.com under sponsors. Simply Safe Home Security just released its brand new system, the all-new Simply Safe. It's been completely rebuilt and redesigned with new safeguards to protect against power outages, downed Wi-Fi, cut landlines, bats, hammers, and everything in between. But you still get the same fair and honest price, only $15 a month, and there's no contract. Just visit simplysafe.com/travel to protect your home, small business, and family today. That's simplysafe.com/travel, or go to rmworldtravel.com and look under sponsors for more info. Got a question or comment? Need savvy travel advice? Connect with Robert, Mary, and Rudy anytime on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at RM World Travel. Now, back to RM World Travel. And we are back. Thanks for tuning in today. Mary and I appreciate knowing you're out there listening to our broadcast and this next episode of the Chief Travel Leader Series. Before we talk travel with the editor-in-chief of National Geographic Traveler, George Stone, we want to share that today's broadcast is made possible by Cunard Cruise Line. When you travel aboard Cunard, you'll experience a wonderful mix of discovery, relaxation, and sophistication at sea or on land. You'll enjoy luxury accommodations, grand feasts, and elegant dining rooms. You can indulge in literary pursuits, theatrical 
theatrical productions, music, relaxing pools, a lively casino. This just all sounds wonderful. And an array <laughs> of experiences on the ship decks. Folks, from their famous vessels of the past to today's modern Queen Mary II, Queen Victoria, and Queen Elizabeth, Cunard guests travel in unparalleled style. Travel aboard a Cunard cruise, it's an opportunity to write your own ocean adventure encompassed in legendary luxury. For itineraries and destinations, go to cunard.com or find a link at rmworldtravel.com under sponsors. Our next guest in the Chief Travel Leader series is an avid explorer of the world and a passionate storyteller, perfect attributes for the role of Editor-in-Chief of National Geographic Travel. George Stone joins us today to share his thoughts on travel and how he's working to carry on the legacy of the Nat Geo brand while attracting new audiences with content across many platforms, both in print and digital. Welcome, George. Thanks for your time this weekend and our exclusive Chief Travel Leader segment with you. Mary and I appreciate your time. I'm so happy to be here. You know, I think it's fair to say that when folks hear me say National Geographic Traveler, a positive image and a standard of quality certainly comes to mind. You know, there are other competitors out there like Condé Nast or Travel and Leisure and other online entities. So I really want to know, how do you keep your publications and products cutting edge, fresh, and a leader in the field, you know, when the quantity of media has never been more fractured than it is today? I think it's a good question, and, and it's true. Uh, at National Geographic, we go back 130 years to 1888, so we have a long legacy of storytelling, and that comes in handy. Um, we have a heritage that has led to an expectation of what is a National Geographic story visually, what is it from a standpoint of a subject matter, but I think the way we're keeping current today is uh, working across platforms, like all media uh, entities are today but investing considerably in different ways of telling our story through different mediums, through different channels, because of our strength in uh, photographic and visual storytelling, we kind of have baked into our DNA some, um, some real assets. Um, we have connections with photographers, connections around the world, and doors fly open for sort of exclusive uh, perspectives on cultures and places because we're National Geographic, so that's part of it. But it is hard. It's a struggle to, um, you know, to find the very best storytellers. And in that sense, we're right there with every travel portal or site out there yeah, I would think looking for right. the yeah. best writers, producers. Yeah. Let's stay with this a little bit in terms of the cross-platform. When you think about the millions of people you're reaching in print, digital, and social media, if I asked you to narrow the scope a little bit from almost a, either a, a viewer, a listener, uh, not a listener, a viewer or a reader standpoint, what do you most want people to gain from Nat Geo Traveler? What does that look like? I look for curious people. Mm. Um, we, we think of ourselves as insatiably curious. I think of the National Geographic Traveler reader as someone who is engaged, who um, we say someone who travels with passion and purpose. And what we mean by that is someone who's open-minded, curious, is invested in the National Geographic mission of conservation and exploration, but just wants to know. They don't even necessarily have to go. In our next issue, we have a story mm -hmm. on Baku, Azerbaijan. Not many readers will probably go, right. but our readers want to know, and they're curious, and they want to know what people are thinking, what places look like, what food tastes like. It's very real uh, travel, but Well, and you get a chance to take travel. them there. So that's interesting. You know, clearly as an industry influencer, National Geographic Traveler has that tagline that you just mentioned uh, as far as being travel with passion and purpose. So I really want to know what that means to you personally. Okay, I, I, you just mentioned to me what it does for the, for the publication. And how do you keep your team focused on that? We, we laugh a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> we... Um, we work um, all the time to um, think about 
what are the core values of a National Geographic uh, reader? And uh, I mean, that's why I come back to this curiosity. A national, someone who thinks about National Geographic, thinks about powerful visual storytelling, cultural engagement, um, and going places um, really to see what the places are, not with bias, not uh, with a perspective for sure. But um, on our team, um, we think all the time, you know, what, what are we producing? How are we sparking curiosity? How are we delivering on that promise? And some of the stories that I love the most, um, and we have one in our next issue, which is a, our April-May issue called Amazing Escapes, is an illustrated story where we sent um, an illustrator named Jean Julien, a French guy, out to Big Sur um, to drive 101 and um, illustrate and, and photograph his journey creatively. And we just talked about that last segment, so that was a perfect tie into that. Yeah. So, All right, George, I'm going to ask you to just hold for a second so I can reintroduce you to our listeners. If you're just tuning in, joining Robert and me today for our latest Chief Travel Leader segment is the Editor-in-Chief for National Geographic Traveler, George Stone. George, I want to get a little personal with you. Um, and here, how did you get started in the travel industry? And uh, like so many of us in travel, we've had the bug since we were little. Can I assume that you did? I, I did. But yeah. I grew up in Toledo, Ohio, and so um, travel for me some of the time was just going to Michigan, and I thought that that was kind of exotic. But, um, but I, well, I, did you do, maybe you got to Greenfield Village? That would be an experience. Oh, I did. That's yeah. actually that's, yeah. that's like traveling back in time yes. as well as traveling to another state. Right. For me. Mac- Mackinac um, Island. That's great up there too. <laughs> it, well, Mackinac is yeah all seasons of Mackinac is it, that's a. I mean, I once rode my bike uh, 1,111 miles around um, around Lake Michigan as part of a summer camp program. And more than anything, I was a, in, I was headed into ninth grade, I think. More than anything, that experience, which was not going far abroad, but um, that uh, sort of sparked that curiosity in me, where everything seemed magical and different and new and was just thrilling. And I was only in Wisconsin, so you can imagine <laughs> the, um, the when I discovered that there were more places in the world to go, you know, I was beside myself. All right, so let's go bring that to, uh, we're going to fast forward. So what kind of traveler are you now? I mean, my point, you know, Mary and I, we're big on island travel. We love adventure travel. We travel with our kids. We're foodies. So if you weren't working in the travel world, because we all know we get to go to some very wonderful places at times, how would you travel and what are some of your interests? I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm lucky in, in this field. I'm a walker. Um, I'm a walking traveler. Mm. Anywhere I can walk all day long, I will go. And um, so I carry my phone with me, and then I count the steps. And I was, just last weekend I was in New Orleans, which is in fair, terribly exotic, but I love New Orleans. And I think I got up to 19,000 steps, and I didn't feel a single, a single one. In so one day. I get energized when, one I'm, on, day? when I'm going somewhere. 19,000 steps in one day. All yeah. right. <laughs> that was one day. That was a lot better than normally when I'm sitting in my office doing Absolutely. nothing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I love to go places where I can wander and wander and mm-hmm. wander. That doesn't necessarily mean only cities, but, um, but I love to look at pictures, knock around, stop someplace, eat something, and, um, and I like to talk to people. Yeah, so, I think you can um, get into lots of the uh, nooks and crannies when you're walking, too, that you can't get into in other ways. Yeah, it just occurred to me. It, um, I did a story on a walking safari, too. So you can even go walk where animals might eat you. Right, that right. Zambia. <laughs> George, <laughs> you, you the, walk more quickly in that case. Exactly. I might run. In the time, <laughs> yeah. in the time we have remaining, um, what are some things we can expect to see from National Geographic Traveler in the months ahead? Any special initiatives you're working on? Well, yeah, we're working on some big ones. 
We, the next issue, incidentally, has my story um, on walking safari in Zambia. Okay. And we have this really lovely story um, that's um, partly photographed, partly illustrated on 101 uh, Big Sur. And one of the things mm-hmm. that we're working uh, to address in, in, from time to time is to talk about how tourism plays such a positive role and can contribute to the development of places that have sometimes had misfortunes, such as the mudslides um, on the West Coast. And on the one hand, they can challenge travel, but on the another hand, it's important to go visit places. It's also the case in and around Sonoma after the wildfires. And, sure. um, and so tourism is constantly evolving, leaves an impact. We cover that. In the same issue, um, we have a really nice story on Uluru in Australia, and this is written by a guy who uh, launched uh, New Zealand Geographic, but what he's talking about are indigenous rights and how we shouldn't climb Uluru. We don't step on this, um, but you can still wander and explore and feel the true power of the sacred space in Australia. Well, well, George, we're going to have to leave that there. That's going to be in the publication that's coming out now. You said the April issue, correct? That's right. Okay. This will See, we're just quick, getting going. But you're going to have to come back. Absolutely. So we really appreciate the time. En- enjoy the weekend. And, yeah. and please, don't be a stranger. You're always welcome here on the show. Appreciate well, it. Well, thank you so much. I'll be back next week. All, All right. right. <laughs> George, thanks. Take care. Take care right. Thank you. All right. Thanks. All right, he really is involved with a terrific publication, so go check out that April issue, and uh, we'll look forward to having George back on the show at some point uh, in the near future. We certainly will. I know Rudy's enjoyed all his experiences over the years with uh, National Geographic Traveler, and uh, hopefully we shared a little bit of that with you today as well. So, folks, we're going to take a quick break. Reminder to please connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at RM World Travel. We'll be right back after this bottom of the hour break, so don't touch that channel. To join Robert, Mary, and Rudy, call 800-387-8025 or follow us on Facebook and Twitter at RM World Travel. We're coming right back. In today's digital world, your personal information is everywhere. And that's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection now includes Norton Security. LifeLock uses proprietary technology to detect threats like your personal information for sale on the dark web, while Norton Security helps protect against online threats like ransomware. Certainly no one can prevent all identity theft or cybercrime or monitor all transactions at all businesses. Join today at lifelock.com. Use promo code RUDY to save 10% off your first year or find a link at rmworldtravel.com under sponsors. Save more with Liberty Mutual Insurance. Hey, what are you doing up here on the roof? I want to tell the world I just met the woman of my dreams. What about you? I want to tell the world that Liberty Mutual saved me $782. Liberty did what? They saved me $782. Oh, you go first then. $782 really puts finding love into perspective. Visit us online to get a quote and you could save $782. Liberty Mutual Insurance. Based on a recent countrywide new customer survey, coverage is underwritten by Liberty Mutual Insurance Company, Equal Housing Insurer. To connect with the program, call 800-387-8025 or visit the show online at rmworldtravel.com. Welcome back to your RM World Travel Connection. Welcome back to the show. This segment is sponsored by the 24-7 burglar busting protection for your home or business called simplysafe.com forward slash travel. 
You've heard us talking about this company for years, and we're proud to have helped them transform into the fastest-growing home and small business security company in the nation, protecting more than 2 million people. If you haven't heard, they just released their brand-new security system that's been completely redesigned to be better than ever. They've added new safeguards to protect against power outages, downed Wi-Fi, cut landlines, bats, hammers, everything in between. The all-new system is rebuilt to be practically invisible with powerful sensors so small you'll hardly notice them. But you know who will? Intruders. And you still get the same terrific price and 24-7 protection for just $15 a month, and there's no contract. Supply is limited, so get yours today. Go to simplysafe.com forward slash travel, or you can find the link at rmworldtravel.com under sponsors. Now, Simply Safe is spelled with an I, S-I-M-P-L-I, not a Y. Simplysafe.com forward slash travel. You may uh, know that uh, for years, the State Department has issued travel warnings and travel alerts for travelers to foreign countries. Not everyone distinguished between those two categories. So in January, the State Department simplified things for, by, excuse me, by providing an overall category called travel advisories for countries around the world. Now, under that heading are four levels of advice. Exercise normal precautions. Exercise increased caution, reconsider travel, and do not travel. Molly Ludwig is an American Citizen Service Officer at State Department in D.C. I asked her to join us to explain how countries earn their ratings, how you might use those advisories to avoid becoming the victim uh, of a scam or maybe even an arrest when traveling to an unfamiliar country. Nice to have you with us today, Molly. Hi, nice to be here. Well, I took a look at your department's report on China, and it's at the level two designation, which is exercised increased caution. And when I clicked on a link called uh, Crime and Safety Report for China, I find a report by uh, states Bureau of Dipl Diplomatic Security on Shanghai that was just posted this week. And while the report says Shanghai is generally considered safe compared to other large cities, there are scams to keep in mind, like bar fights, like... Uh, um, attractive people inviting you to their apartment, perhaps, and stealing your credit card, or worse, or meeting you online. Or, or, or meeting you online. Well, yeah. that's that's a new that's a new one. Internet meeting in a romance scam. Yes. I see. I see. Is that something that 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 you all have found happening with increased frequency around the world? For sure, very, very much so. This type, that type of scam, and all the other types of scams you mentioned are incredibly common. We get phone calls daily on the issue. So when you say meeting online, do you mean through things like Tinder or a match? I mean, that kind of stuff? That, Facebook, pretty hmm. much any, any type of Internet site where you can meet someone. And what other kind of scams are common? In addition to the in its dating romance scams, we also have scams such as like grandparent scams. Wait, wait, wait. What's a grandparent scam? That's one where someone calls a grandparent pretending to be their grandchild, oh. pretending to be traveling overseas and in distress, asking their grandparent not to contact family members. Um, and so with all of these types of scams... And, and, and the, well, the, the corollary of that is, is grandma, grandpa, please send money immediately, Please send right? money immediately to help me out, get me out, bail me out of jail is fairly common with these. I'm in jail. I've been arrested. I need bail. Please send me money immediately. Don't tell anyone I've been arrested. It's embarrassing. Because they might find out I'm still at home. <laughs> you might find out I'm still exactly. at home if you called my parents. Exactly. But how, how does someone know whose grandparents, who's, who's their grandkid, where they, I mean. <laughs> Facebook is probably the most common way to get that, but they can get it a variety of ways. Scammers are very, very good at getting personal information about you. And that's why one of the things we suggest is to not put personal information about yourself online or don't share it over the phone. So, or information about your upcoming travel. How about individuals exactly. posting as uh, plainclothes police officers and confronting people? 
uh, that's that can be a difficult one um, for sure. Um, definitely, one of the big things that we encourage people is if you don't have to carry your passport on you when you're traveling. For example, some countries require it by law, but some don't. Carry a photocopy of your passport on you instead, and that way, if someone is in this situation and they're trying to pickpocket you, they're not getting your passport at least. Yes, and and I, I presume all these problems or these these scams are made more well, are more easily accomplished when you're in a country where you don't speak the language and you're, you're feeling awkward and somebody's, you know, saying police, police, even if they're dressed as street people, you know, what are you going to do? You can't argue with them uh, very effectively if you don't speak their language. It, it's true. It's true. All and right. one of the important things to remember is if you are a victim to this, mm-hmm. you are traveling overseas. After, afterwards, you can contact the U.S. Embassy or the consulate that's closest to you, um, and they can provide you further assistance. Uh, and if you're going to a country you're not familiar with, or, or even maybe one you are familiar with, enrolling in the Smart Traveler Enrollment Program, and that's a proper title, Smart Traveler Enrollment Program is wise. Do you do that before you go or upon arriving in a country? Yes, we actually encourage people to enroll before they go as much as possible. Um, however, if you forget to enroll or you don't have a chance or anything, you can certainly enroll once you're in country as well. But the and- sooner you're able to enroll yourself so that you can start getting our messages through that program, the better. There's only 20 seconds left, but I, I gather the very first thing you should ask if you find yourself in prison, for example, is uh, that the local, uh, the U.S. Embassy or consulate in that region be notified immediately. Correct. Always identify yourself as a U.S. citizen and ask that the U.S. Embassy or consulate be notified. And if you find yourself in trouble overseas, please do always reach out to the U.S. Embassy or consulate close by for assistance and let us know that you're there and you're in trouble. Molly Ludwig's an American Citizen Service Officer at the State Department in D.C. Thank you so much, Molly, for joining us. All right. Thank you. Be right back. RM World Travel phone lines are open 24-7 at 800-387-8025. And so is the website at rmworldtravel.com. Stay tuned. We're back after these messages. Signing up for a timeshare is easy, but getting out of it, not so much. That's why there's the Timeshare Freedom Group. Whether you've had it for 30 days or 30 years, Timeshare Freedom Group has helped tens of thousands of people get rid of their timeshares, and they have a 100% money-back guarantee. Take your first step towards celebrating your freedom from spending another dollar on that timeshare that's weighing you down by calling the Timeshare Freedom Group at 866-766-8719. That's 866-766-8719 or rmworldtravel.com under sponsors. Save more with Liberty Mutual Insurance. Hey, Esther, Liberty Mutual just saved me 782 bucks on insurance. Liberty did what? I know. It's a lot of money, right? What'd you say? Liberty Mutual saved me 782 bucks. Visit us online to get a quote. What? I said visit us online to get a quote and you can save $782. Liberty Mutual Insurance. Based on a recent countrywide new customer survey, coverage is underwritten by Liberty Mutual Insurance Company, Equal Housing Insurer. Are you still talking? Attention shoppers, clean up on aisle 14. Clean up on aisle 14. Beatboxing at a big box store. Surprising. What's not surprising? How much you could save by switching to Geico. A red minivan has the lights on in the parking lot. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Geico. Want to look good? Salt-based water softeners can make skin and hair silky smooth. 
Want to feel good? Salt makes muscles strong and keeps your brain healthy. And of course, salt makes meals nice and tasty. Salt can also de-ice roads for driver safety. It's easy to forget, salt is at our service all day, every day. So let's celebrate during World Salt Awareness Week. Visit worldsaltawarenessweek.org to learn more. Does getting something flavorful and balanced on the table feel like a chore? Let HelloFresh take care of meal planning so you can save time and have fun cooking and eating. Visit HelloFresh.com and choose what meals you want from an ever-changing and delicious menu. Then, let HelloFresh shop and deliver pre-measured ingredients with simple 30-minute recipes that require minimal cleanup and cost less than $10 a meal. Go to HelloFresh.com slash try now to get $30 off your first box. That's HelloFresh.com slash try now. Attention shoppers, clean up on aisle 14. Clean up on aisle 14. Someone dropped a jar of pickles. 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 Beatboxing at a big box store. Surprising. What's not surprising? How much you could save by switching to Geico. A red minivan has the lights on in the parking lot. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Geico. Welcome to a new sponsor that we want everyone out there to know about. Got a question or comment? Need savvy travel advice? Connect with Robert, Mary, and Rudy anytime on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at RM World Travel. Now, back to RM World Travel. Welcome back to the New York area, everyone. Robert Mary here with you as we get ready to talk hooligans, shamrocks, and Wisconsin's twist on St. Patrick's Day. But first, a quick word about our sponsor, joinhoney.com rm. We all like to get the best price when shopping online with coupon codes, but finding one that hasn't expired or is still valid can be a challenge. Well, there's a service that fixes this, and you can get it at joinhoney.com rm. In just two clicks, you can add Honey to any browser for free, and you only have to do it once. Then when you shop, it works in the background, testing millions of coupon codes from around the internet. And when you check out, it automatically applies the best coupon code to your cart. To add this to your browser, go to joinhoney.com rm or find a link at rmworldtravel.com under sponsors. All right, about two hours by car from Milwaukee, or maybe an hour or so drive from Green Bay, is the Wisconsin city of New London, or as they like to call themselves this time of year, New Dublin. For most of us, St. Patrick's Day is next Saturday, March 17th, but in New London, or New Dublin, Wisconsin, starting on Monday, you can join a full week's worth of celebrations. And here to give us some details is Carrie Katerzynski. Hi, Carrie. How are you? It is so nice to have you joining Robert and me today. I am fine, thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, over the years, we've attended or covered St. Patrick's Day events in New York, Boston, Chicago, even in Dublin, Ireland. But New London, Wisconsin, or I guess this coming week, it will be known as New Dublin, Wisconsin, is a unique experience that starts for all of you on Monday. Why don't you tell us about it? We've been doing it for 34 years, and on Monday, we have a group of five leprechauns men who dress up as leprechauns that are going to change the name of our city legally by proclamation of the mayor to New Dublin. They'll go out and change each sign coming into the city to New Dublin, and then they go out and they go to the nursing homes and the daycare centers and to the schools telling people a little bit about St. Patrick. I love that. Um, Yeah, it's really a lot of fun for them. What's your favorite thing that you enjoy most that's going to be happening this week? 
I think my favorite day of the week is Friday when we have our Irish Kaylee out at Crystal Falls. A Kaylee is a form of an Irish square dance. We'll have an Irish collar and a Kaylee band, and they teach you how to go through the steps of learning an Irish dance. Oh, that sounds... And it culminates with a band playing a song so you can all dance together. Yeah, you can't celebrate St. Patrick's Day without a good Irish jig, right? So this starts on Monday, but you do something different every day. Uh, and I know that there's a wake. Uh, it's a parody, I believe. What's it called? Finnegan's? It's called Finnegan's Wake. And what day is, is that? It is a comedic parody of Finnegan's mm-hmm. Wake. <laughs> Finnegan's Wake is quite serious, but our take on it is very comedic. There's a group of mourners, and there's a widow, and there's a pastor. And they go around with a dime store dummy in a casket, and they take it from establishment to establishment, and they do a little skit with it. On parade days, they have a green hearse, and they take that in the parade, and they'll make believe that the hearse has broken down. And when they get it going again, they'll gun the hearse and out pops casket onto the street. <laughs> oh my gosh. And the widow moans and wails and the mourners moan and wail and they chase after the casket and they pick it up and they throw it back into the back end of the hearse. Uh, that's terrific. So I know we've got Hooligans Day, <laughs> yeah. a Tuesday. This is a week-long Mary, celebration. Tuesday, it's all the food as well, the celebration. Yeah, why don't you tell on. us about the so, food? Well, well, before we get that, I really want to know, you know, I respect that this is Wisconsin's largest St. Patrick's Day parade and celebration, but I want to know how many people are coming to this, you know, each year. How far are they it, coming from? And then get into the food and all the other items that Mary just talked about? Well, it is the largest St. Patrick's Day parade in the state. It really does depend on the weather, of course. But we can have anywhere from twenty-five to 40,000 people come to this little town of 7,000. Wow. So it really does come from all over. We have people come from all over the state as well as all over the country, and some people come from Canada to see our parade. Yeah, well, that would make sense for your location. So we have food in every restaurant in town, which will start with, of course, the good old fare of corned beef and cabbage, Irish stew, the desserts, and uh, some other Irish fares. Uh, that starts on Tuesday. On Wednesday night, we have caroling for our shut-ins, and we have a group of about 40 to 50 people that go to each nursing home and rest home and uh, a couple of the other assisted living places so that everyone can participate in our Irish fun. Well, th- this we is a true sure community that's... gathering. There's yeah. no question. And you, when you're Absolutely. having twenty five to 40,000 people, that number was a lot larger than I thought. But, Carrie, listen, good luck on the week ahead. Enjoy your St. Patrick's Day. And we really appreciate you updating us on what's going on in New London or this week, New Dublin, Wisconsin. Thank you so much. Yeah, have a great week. Thank you. All right, it is like Christmas week all over again there. Yeah, I like that. A week-long celebration yeah, of St. Patty's of Day. They take it seriously. Folks, if you want to go celebrate with them, uh, you can find out more online at NewDublin.com. Of course, it's NewDublin.com. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and when we return, it's Destination Spotlight number 20 as we're headed to the big island of Hawaii, so we hope you'll stick right where you are. The show returns in three minutes. To join Robert, Mary, and Rudy, call 800-387-8025 or follow us on Facebook and Twitter at RM World Travel. We're coming right back.
To join Robert, Mary, and Rudy, call anytime, 800-387-8025, or connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at RM World Travel. Now, back to America's number one travel radio show. Welcome back, everybody. This is your RM World Travel Connection, and it's time for the 20th installment of our Destination Spotlight series, located in the 50th state in our nation, a.k.a. the Aloha State. And before we take you to the Big Island of Hawaii, a quick message about our exclusive Destination Spotlight sponsor, Travel Pro Luggage. Every traveler needs a companion, and whether it's the Platinum Collection that we travel with, the Max Light series that Rudy enjoys, or their crew collection and executive choice options, one of the most important items to ensure a successful trip is quality luggage, and you'll do none better than Travel Pro. Travel Pro, they created the rollerboard wheeled luggage, and they're the choice of flight crews and frequent travelers as they stand behind their products with lifetime warranties. If you're in the market for new luggage, or you're looking for the perfect gift, look no further than Travel Pro Luggage. Check them out at TravelPro.com for all their retailers or find a link at rmworldtravel.com under sponsors. All right, and now we're heading to the island of Hawaii, a place I can safely say I wish I was doing this remotely. I think we both would agree yeah. with <laughs> uh, To welcome in the Executive Director of Hawaii's CVB, Ross Birch. Aloha, Ross. We welcome you and we appreciate you joining us for our destination spotlight on the island of Hawaii. Aloha. Uh, so let me ask you this. Yeah. Mary and I, you know, and our kids, we, we've enjoyed our time on the various Hawaiian islands multiple times over the years. But the island of Hawaii, the big island, if you will, is the one that we have found the most unique and really unspoiled in so many ways. So talk to us about what makes your island different from others in the Hawaiian chain. Well, we, we always try to be fair to the other islands and be nice to our sisters. But the, the one thing that kind of separates our island out amongst the others is we have everything that they have and then some. We have an active volcano. We have the highest uh, mountain peak. Uh, we have manta rays. We have a few things that are uh, individual to our island that you can't find anywhere else. It's a beautiful island. So uh, let's talk a little bit about Kona coffee is certainly one of our favorites. I feel like that's a great way to start your day, whether you're on uh, the island of Hawaii or not. Uh, the fresh food markets we've been to in Hilo, the macadamia fields in the south of the island. Would you agree that agriculture is a large part of the island? Oh, absolutely. I have a cup of Kona coffee in my hand right now. Uh, it's the only way to start the day. <laughs> yes, it uh, is. Uh, but all that agriculture that you have there in the markets that Mary talked about, I mean, you're blessed. Being a resident for many years now, and, and I live in a agricultural area myself, you tend to get spoiled. There are the farmer's markets that really our, our visitors have uh, really acclimated to and have enjoyed themselves. Uh, even if you're staying in a hotel, there's nothing stopping you from getting some fresh fruit or some other items along the way and some gift items as well. Well, uh, it, it, that's true. Home, especially that Kona coffee. Yeah, if you go there but, and you don't uh, enjoy the Kona coffee, then there's something wrong with you, frankly. <laughs> but, you know, when we visited last, we stayed in the Waikoloa section of the island, and then we ventured up to Mauna Kea, the observatory, which was extremely cold mm-hmm. with snow. But I have to tell you, Ross, that amazing view with the stars at night, it was just stunning, and, and we didn't want to leave. So tell us about some of the other top attractions for visitors, you know, on the island of Hawaii. Yeah, the stars are almost close enough where you can touch them. Absolutely. Like. Yeah, they're yeah. stunning. Yes. It's very unique opportunities, and you can even stargaze from the shoreline and still get a very similar experience. The uniqueness we have is, of course, we have the most active volcano in the world, and the mo- it's really the most friendly volcano to see as an attraction. Uh, you can simply go to the Jagger Museum, get some education, and at the same time, you can overlook the Kilauea Caldera, and Halemaumau, and you can see Earth being created right there in front of your eyes mm-hmm. at a very safe distance 
and in a good location. So it sets up very well for a lot of the unique opportunities we have and accessibility. Um, there is some great accessibility to some areas that you won't find anywhere else on Earth. I thought what uh, there's an area north of Hilo, the coastal area is at Hamakua. Please tell me how to pronounce it. The waterfall at the area, the rainforest area, is it Hamakua? There's Akaka Falls, which yes. is the highest. Yep, that's your drop waterfall. Yep. And I Maybe thought you're talking about my neighborhood now. Oh, actually. all right, that's... perfect. So what I loved about yeah. that was how different it was from the other side of the island, and how lush and tropical that whole area is. Well, our island, what makes it unique as well, is that we have all but four of the climate zones in the entire planet. So if you don't like the weather that you're in, currently you can drive 20 miles or wait 20 minutes and the weather's going to change on you. Well, and that that is very true. (laughs) You know, one of the questions, one of the things that we like to ask everybody when they join us for the Destination Spotlight is to give us a quick fact or two that would surprise most people in the audience listening around the country about the island of Hawaii. So what would you say one or two things that you think would surprise folks are? Okay, so one of the things that would surprise them and one of the reasons why it's nicknamed the Big Island is the mountain Mauna Loa, where it is still the active volcano with Kilauea on the side. You can take every single one of the other islands and put them inside that single mountain. Wow. And real quick, what's your second one? Uh, The second one would be that Hawaii has the highest mountain peak in the world. Mauna Kea Summit is over... 37,000 feet from base to summit. Thank you for your time today, Ross. Uh, And folks, you can find out more at GoHawaii.com. When you go there, click on Islands, and then you're going to click on the Island of Hawaii. Take care, Ross. Mahalo. Mahalo. Thank you. All right, folks, uh, there goes Ross. And I'm just going to say this, Mary. You know, anyone listening out there, if you think Mm -hmm. you know Hawaii, maybe you've been to Oahu, maybe you've been to Maui, maybe you've been to Kauai, you know, we've, we've enjoyed all those islands. You really... Go to the Big Island. Go to the mm-hmm. island of Hawaii. It is such a different experience, and uh, you'll you'll be thankful that you did. Absolutely, and it's not as busy, and it's you know it's just yeah. a beautiful island. All right, and I also want to just throw out there a reminder that you can find all the places that we're covering on our destination spotlights on the homepage of our website. You'll find it right there under destination spotlight. And that's going to do it for hour one of the program this week. But we still got a whole other hour straight ahead. And after these messages, Mary, Rudy, and I will be back, and we'll be talking everything and anything in the world of travel with you. You've been listening to your RM World Travel Connection, America's number one travel radio show on the SSI Radio Network.